you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, hey, hey do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy of one man. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin. We're getting ready to do the SmackDown Live recap. Devin, we just started talking about this a little bit before we we went live just now. Uh, Buddy Murphy, I know you're excited to talk about this whole situation with Buddy Murphy. Murphy. So we're not even going to hesitate, man. Let's just go right into it. All right. You talk about it. You were excited, man. So you, you, you take the baton. This is yours. Yes, man. The reason why I was excited because everybody got to see the best kept secret. Like we already saw this because we watched him in two hundred five live, and we call him OP Buddy Murphy because he ran that division. That fatal four way was really where that kind of yes, was yes, and that's that's what happened. That's when he was dubbed <laughs> OP Buddy Murphy. So if you want to see the reasons why, watch fatal four way. I want to say pre kickoff for Royal. Rumble, I if think I, that's it. yeah, if I believe so, yeah. yeah. If, if, if because memory was, I think that was the right. last big, that was the last yes. pay per view win that yes. he had before he he at WrestleMania where he finally dropped the belt. Yes, because yeah. I never seen a fatal four way finish like that before. He basically cleaned house and got a close finisher out this world, <laughs> man. It was just, it was unbelievable. But against Roman Reigns, oh my. God, man, we're just gonna get straight to it, man. It was it was a thing of beauty. He got to show his stuff. He looked like he looked like a man in charge, yes. even against Roman Reigns, which was crazy. Like he he was in the ring, even when even when Roman Reigns had him in the corner, he wasn't looking nervous. He was smiling. He had a smile. He had a cocky smile because that's Buddy Murphy. That's OP Buddy. That's what he is, man. He's the he was the cruiserweight champ. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's it, and I was and I was talking with other people. They was like, "Man, I know how I had no idea who Buddy Murphy was." I'm like, "Bro, you missing now?" I was telling people about his other match. I'm like, "You need to go see his Mustafa Ali match, yes. his Cedric Alexander match. Yes. You need to go see his Fatal Four Way match." Like, man, you need to see he was his Kalisto match. Yeah, his Kalisto match. Him and Kalisto uh, was going there. Oh my God, I could go Zawa. on and on. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's like this dude has it, man. He yeah. has has it all. And the way he, he was selling for Roman, even when Roman was selling for him. Dude. It, it was insane. It, I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, man. I'm like, hats off to Roman. That's why that, he's that that's man. Why, that's why I'm like, you know, <laughs> yes. I'm going to give a round of applause to Roman Reigns. I'm going to give Dude, his props. That was awesome. Putting yeah. over Buddy Murphy like that, helping to build up Buddy Murphy and turn yep. him into a star. I had read some people online, too, kind of saying, echoing those thoughts 
that Roman Reigns really you gotta give props to Roman Reigns. You do. Like he you know, with John Cena the whole thing was like, Oh, he's got the shovel out, he's burying guys, you know, this and that. But <laughs> Roman Reigns in this situation, you know, was putting and and that's not completely fair to John Cena either because he helped to put some guys over too. Yeah, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah. He did he did right by them for sure. Yeah. So this was Roman Reigns' turn to basically help kind of build this guy up and look strong himself too. Yes. Like he ended up getting the victory, but it seemed like the victory wasn't even the point. The it point was man. he looks he just looked strong. Like exactly. he took, he gave he gave Roman Reigns the business because even after the match, Roman Reigns was like, "Damn, he had to shake his head." Well, because yeah. there was one move I forget what it was, but after he after Roman Reigns hit the move, he's like, "Who is this guy?" You know, <laughs> like he's looking at the guy. He's like. Who is this guy? Why won't he stay down? I'm like, that's OP Buddy Murphy. I was, I was, I was kept on saying that. I'm like, you don't know him. He don't know him like I know him. That's OP Buddy Murphy. (laughs) The knee strikes that he gave him. Yes, like it was like three knee strikes in a row, and he grabbed both hands at the end and gave him another knee strike. I'm like, this is so awesome, man. Buddy Murphy (laughs) is going all out. Like, oh, yes, loved it. Loved. I would have loved it if he would have hit his finisher. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. I don't think the world's ready for that, though. Uh, the world's it, not ready coming. for his finisher. Yeah. It's coming. Wait till After you see what his we just saw, it's coming. Yes. And heads up. Uh, he's, they, they, they announced it. He's going against Daniel Bryan on Tuesday. Oh. Yes. Man. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. Match of the year candidate. <laughs> yes. This is a match of the yes. year candidate. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. Oh, man. That they. Oh, Whew. man. That they, it's my, my blood is boiling. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, man. We were so excited for Buddy Murphy when they did the whole brand, uh, the the draft and the, the yes. shakeup, basically. And so hearing that Buddy that Murphy was our sleeper move, pick, basically. Yes, yes, that he could be the dude that just like just just that exciting guy that every time every match he has, like you say, hey, match of the year candidate, right? Like him, Ali. There, those are those kind of guys. Who are just like they wrestle at a certain pace that's real fun. Yes, uh, it, it, it's just going to be. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for. I can barely get the words out. I'm so excited, basically, about Buddy Murphy. But you know, I'm just excited for him. For you know, the storylines he can have now, the different types of matchups he can have now. He can go against anybody. He could go against Shinsuke. You know, we talked about Ali a couple times here. I mean, he's he's kind of in that tweener space. So maybe a Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens did mention Buddy Murphy, and Buddy Murphy said, "Well, Kevin Owens needs to keep my name out." of his mouth so maybe they come back to that a little bit later and have them go at it because i know kevin owens has respect for buddy murphy so why not have them have a matchup together too he's gonna go against daniel bryan like man it, this is this has gone from zero to a hundred real quick you know what i'm yes. saying like, it's crazy I, this wasn't uh, supposed to happen yeah this wasn't supposed to happen yeah so it was a mistake this, yeah the yeah. story is it was a mistake when they did that whole you know woman reigns that whole gate whatever thing that scalpel thing that fell on him yeah. and it showed the camera him walking away in the background was buddy murphy he wasn't actually supposed to be in that shot yep. but since fans were pointing that out hey that's buddy he became part of the storyline and here we are which was yep. great yep. it was a mistake that he he capitalized on man you know because he he was literally doing nothing because he was he was he was literally the best kept secret because they drafted him and he just was just sitting there, just it just smacked down doing nothing, man. Yes. And so. and finally he got the chance to show his stuff and when dude, I was so excited when I saw the match for Buddy Murphy and Roman Reigns. Like I was telling people like, you have no idea what you guys are about to expect. If you yeah. guys don't watch two oh five, 
you have no idea what you're about to expect, man, because this yep. dude can go. Yep. Yeah, man. Kudos again to Roman Reigns for helping to put Buddy Murphy over and yes. making him a star. Kudos to the creative team for using a mistake and turning it into a storyline to help put Buddy Murphy on television. Because, you know, a lot of times you'll hear them say, we have nothing for this guy, we have nothing for this guy. Well, there was a mistake that kind of landed a storyline right in their laps, and they decided to go with it. So props to them, Bischoff, Vince, those guys for for going that way, for being creative, for yes. thinking on their feet and thinking like, hey, let's use that. It's a mistake. The fans are pointing this out. Let's go with this. So we'll awesome what job happens. to them yeah. for that one. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm real happy with that. And, man, Buddy Murphy, shout out to you for sure. I'm so excited for you, man. Like, I just hope that this just continues. This momentum keeps building, and then you can just showcase and let people know what OP Buddy Murphy is really all about. So, exactly, yeah, man. totally excited, man. OP, all man. Right. <laughs> now, the opposite of what we just talked about with someone getting put over is, is another matchup that actually happened with Charlotte Flair and Ember Moon. Oh, so, man. Not to bring the mood down. But I have to bring this up because we're we're talking literally about two opposite scenarios. Yeah. So yeah. Buddy Murphy is getting built up, you know, and they're doing a great job with him now. Ember Moon, why is she getting buried like this? Like, okay, Charlotte Flair, taking the loss to Charlotte Flair isn't the worst thing in the world, but she's now on a string of losses where yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. And as soon as I saw that matchup pop up on my TV, I'm thinking, Ember has to win this match. She has to. This is this is enough is enough now. You you have to let her win because at this point, it, she she just looks so like like just you've diminished her her mystique so much now mm-hmm. with all the losses with you know the way she was done by Natalia, the way she was done by Becky uh, or not Becky Bailey Bailey. Um, just what is what is going on? You know, so she went into that pay per view looking really weak, and then now this is the the first. And then she came out that pay per view looking really even weak. weaker, even weaker than that. And now she goes against Charlotte, and she loses to Charlotte. Also, I mean, come on, she taps, and that's another thing too. Is yeah. not only did she lose to Charlotte, she tapped out. Yep, she tapped out to Charlotte. Like that's that's like the the, the worst way anybody can lose, really. Short of like maybe having a classic match with with somebody and then you tap out, it's fine. Especially if you've been built the right way leading up to that. But with this, you've been coming into this with with you're coming into this with a losing streak, and then you tap out. Yeah. Now I hate to say this, but there's rumors, reasons why she's booked like this, saying stating basically Vince McMahon doesn't like Ember Moon. I, that's what I'm. That's why I don't get. Now I hate. I don't want to believe rumors, but if it if it quacks like a duck, god damn it, it's a duck. Yeah, because you not saying that and just telling me. Or let's say we we're just talking about it. And we're like, do you think Vince McMahon doesn't like Ember Moon just based off she's being how she's being booked? I'd say yeah, there's probably a chance. Now you so you saying that that rumor that you're hearing it fits. It totally fits. Like yeah. maybe there's. There's something to that. I just ask why because it's like, what could someone possibly have against Ember Moon? She seems like a really nice person. You know, like whenever we see her, like um, on uh, Up Up Down Down or some of these other yeah. things, like her personality, she just seems like this kind of like just normal, quiet, fun, energetic, nice, fun yeah, man. I seen her on table. Like, I seen her on table for three. Like, man, she has a great personality. Yeah. Like, what? And she has a, an in ring ability. She has everything oh you God. want in terms of an in ring performer. I mean, she can go. Her finisher is one of the most 
devastating looking finishers and she does it in such a safe way too that you feel like no one's going to get hurt from her doing what she's doing and it looks like she's just killed somebody with it yes you know so it's just a, it, she's the total package you know her entrance you know when she first came in nxt and saying like this like mystical like warrior goddess type of character you know maybe vampiric type of thing going on with the different eye colors that she would come out with it's just like it was a fun like character overall to, to just watch and see you know, and then her in-ring, she wrestles at a pace, and she's so athletic, and, you know, she can go to the top rope, you know, she can wrestle on the ground, she was going against Asuka, and was having great matches with Asuka, where the NXT crowd was eating that up, then she comes to the main roster, and it's like, nothing, like, none of that's happening, and now she's getting buried, she finally is getting, a, she finally got a chance when, when Bailey said, hey, you know, I want to challenge you, I want to give you a shot, cool, but then, you go booking her, to lose pretty much every match she's had yeah. since she she got okay she had that one situation where she she hit the eclipse on both Bailey and Charlotte which was awesome I mean kudos yep. to them for that that was great but since then after that it's just oh, been downhill burial from there downhill burial, burial yes like man that so. that like makes no sense like she she is she has like like you said man she has a great finisher. She has great charisma, you know, great theme music for her entrance. Man, just build her up. Yeah. That's all you had to do. And, and why are we going the opposite with her? Why are we building her down? Like you, you basically, well, you already basically, you already buried her. You're burying her right now. You just did mm-hmm. it right there. You're telling people don't even worry, don't watch her. That's what you're telling the, your fans. Yep. Yep. And she's irrelevant. You know, at this point, that's what they're trying to tell us that she she just she doesn't matter, and it just it sucks. You know, it sucks because she's so talented, and you know, it, especially with how talented she is. Like, if this were say, you know, I hate to to name drop a person that I feel like you know isn't really up to, but let's say it's like uh, Alicia Fox, right? Okay, Alicia Fox wasn't to me that great of a wrestler, right? Like she right. Yeah. she she's okay, but she's not great. You know, or even in either one of the iconics, you know, like they've got great personalities. They're they're um, overall they they have energy on the mic. They're annoying though, and in the ring they are nothing compared to Ember Moon. No, but no, they no. got a lot of love during that title run. Like they were getting a lot of TV time. I mean, they were the WWE tried to get the iconics over, and for the most part, it was okay. But they that effort did. If you give Ember Moon that kind of effort into the build, Ember Moon will deliver. Like that's that's how I feel about it. If you give her the TV time, you give her a, a legitimate push, and you give her a title reign, she's gonna look great in it, and it's gonna do wonders for the company. And I just feel like it's just it, it's it's just sad that they're not even letting her get that chance. So yeah, it's just sad. Yeah, man. I I just want see because she she's like one of the best one of the best on the SmackDown roster. So I just want her to see that's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want here to be on this podcast complaining about the negatives. Right. About something that's easy, that's fixable. Right. But- <laughs> <laughs> it's simple. Exactly. Yeah. This just seems so simple. Just just book her better. Like, give her these. Some of these losses need to be flipped over into wins. When she goes against Charlotte here, have her beat Charlotte. What is yeah. Charlotte gaining by beating Ember Moon at this point? You know what I'm saying? Like, she just Nothing. beat Trish Stratus. 
you know, so that that's it. Like, like have her help put Ember over, and then you can start building maybe an Ember Moon Charlotte Flair matchup. You know, like do something like that. I don't know. I just feel like we've we've talked about it. We've we've said it so many times here. So just to cap it, like Ember, it it, it sucks to see what's going on, and this yeah. is a trend going on with some of the like we said with Oscar. You know, with uh, with Kyrie Sane. You know, just these super talented stars, and and in the women's division now, that's three that we, that I just named. You know, not really getting built up the right way. So, yeah, it, it sucks. It sucks. So hopefully, you know, what's happening with Buddy rubs off on Ember, and then Ember can start getting a build somehow. I don't know. That's the only way. Yeah, all we I can, can do is just hope for the best, man. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some accident. Maybe she'll be in the right place at the right time, yep. and they'll be like, "Well, Ember was there. Let's go ahead and use her." So, <laughs> you know, like maybe that's what it takes. Is just make sure you're around when the cameras are rolling, and and. Be where you're not supposed to be, and if they catch you there, and the fans catch on to that, they'll use it. They'll they'll have to. So there you go. Oh man! All right. Um, some quick quick hits here. So Shane McMahon uh, fined Kevin Owens a uh, hundred thousand dollars for his actions against Elias uh, during their matchup at SummerSlam. Uh, Kevin Owens basically, you know, was saying a hundred grand. Like what the heck? Which I I did like actually yeah. this part of it. Because he, a lot of times they'll dish out these fines like online. I think it was uh, Braun Strowman got fined for destroying Vince's car, Vince's limo uh, at one point. And it was like, you know, I really didn't kind of feel that. And most of the times when they do this, it's like, you know, this fine is is fake, right? I'm not going to buy this. I don't I don't buy that, the, the emotional impact or whatever. But Kevin, you know, he's like, this is my co- my kid's college, you know, like. This is everything. Like a hundred grand, you gotta you gotta take that off. You gotta you know, like rescind this 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 fine. Yeah, he was like, man, that's like a damn paper on the house, man. It's, like <laughs> it was just so relatable, you know. Yeah. Like, like he did a great job of really making making me believe and care about him, his situation and that this is gonna affect him, you know. And and I'm, I was like, okay, cool. Like he's probably done the best job of it of anybody that I've seen when it comes to using a fine as part of the storyline. So I like that. Um, then it trailed off into in the back, you know, and he's still asking them, you know, like, hey, you know, this fine, like, you got to be kidding me, a hundred grand. And then uh, he's 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 pissed off and, and Shane's not budging. He's like, all right, well, just make it one hundred and five. And he picks up this chair or whatever and throws it at the TV. You know, so I thought that was it. overall like Kevin did a great job with the segment. Shane being there. Oh, actually, that's the part I really should have talked about, too, was <laughs> Kevin's reaction when Shane McMahon came out because Kevin, you know, he's talking to the fans. He's happy. You know, things are great. He's talking about King of the Ring and how much he's excited for King of the Ring in the tournament. And then Shane's music hits <laughs> and Kevin just drops to his knees like, no. Like, are you serious? He's like, why? Why? Immediately, <laughs> I was like, this is probably what Devin is thinking right now. Because yeah. you said. I was like, God not- damn it, Hafiz is right again. I hate this, man. <laughs> I knew you, it, and I, and I, again, I, I did not. Want, I don't want to be right in this situation because I don't want to see Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon anymore. But it just had the feeling of this is not going to end. They're going to keep this going, and sure enough, here comes Shane, and Kevin Owens just drops to his knees, and then he's just sitting there in the ring, like looking at him, like, why? Just why? I thought it was great. I was saying why. Why? Why are we continuing with this story? Why? Yeah. Why are we still doing this? Why? 
<laughs> Why can't this just be over? <laughs> so, yeah. And I don't even really have a prediction on where it's going from here. I just think they're going to keep tormenting Kevin. Kevin had a matchup later on with Samoa Joe, which came out of Samoa Joe saying, oh, so Kevin thinks he's, he's big and tough now. I guess I'm going to have to go out there and deal with that. And, and you see Shane McMahon like, yeah, yeah, go deal with it. Yeah, I like this. I like this. And I'm like, man, Joe, you look so great on Raw. And now you're going to be so Kevin uh, uh, Shane McMahon's like, lackey now? You're going to throw yourself into that whole group of lackeys with, with Elias and, and Drew McIntyre? Like, come on, man. Like, what are you, what are you doing? So that, that, was, that, was, that was painful to see. Um, he ended up winning with the fastest quick count maybe in the history of the WWE <laughs> with Elias just coming out. He came out as special guest outside enforcer. And he yanked out the referee during uh, Kevin Owens' pin, which came off of the pop-up powerbomb. Um, Kevin Owens is like, you know, shock face. What the heck just happened? Him and Elias kind of looking at each other. Samoa Joe with the roll-up. And Elias just literally like, I mean, he couldn't have counted anything. It's like, did he even hit? It was yeah, three, man. Three. It was, was, it was three? It was like... That was it. It was like was one like, second, and then he's pointing to the uh, the hit the yeah. ring, man. I was like, I'm what like, the like, hell? Was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was just so blatant. I'm like, okay, well, that's it. <laughs> like, oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. So, so that's, that's that's what it was. I mean, the, the thing I took from this the most, really, was the small Joe part, though, man. I'm like, this is, this, this is not helping Joe. Like, it, this does nothing for Joe. Kevin Owens, yeah, it furthers the storyline. That's great. Elias, I mean, he's he's twenty four seven champion. He's gonna be in the he's in the tournament, right? Yep. He, yeah, Elias in the tournament going against yeah. Kevin Owens. There you go, there you go. So it's perfect. But with Joe, I was like, man, what, this this did nothing for him. You know, like he, he didn't look strong in this. He took a roll he roll a pin off a quick count. Um, it's the exact opposite of how he looked in the last one, where he just dominated Sami Zayn. Right. So this one, yeah. like it was like it was a fluke win. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I wasn't really a fan of that. Um, and let's see. Okay, so the Daniel Bryan Rowan situation. So, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Oh, uh, man. First of all, Daniel Bryan is great. Oh, he. Uh, I, oh, man. He. Man. I'm glad he's back on the storyline. Yeah. Because he, he played this part too well. I tried to tell you, buddy. I'm trying to tell you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, don't jump to that yet. Oh, go, okay. Go, I'm sorry. Go set it up. Set it up with how he he started when he was him and uh, Eric Rowan were on the entrance ramp, and they were kind of addressing the crowd. Yeah, yeah. So he, he first of all, he's like one of the biggest hypocrites in the world. How he kind of set this up because he said, uh, you know, Roman Reigns had pinned up Buddy. He was he said it in in distress. That's the reason why he said his name. He said he black he blabbered out the first name. Therefore, you know, it's a lie. You can't believe it. So he he goes in. He's like he he's gonna get proof. He's gonna he's he's gonna get the truth from Buddy. So we we do a backstage segment. The uh, after Buddy had his match, you know he had a great match. He goes back there. Him and Rowan, they're sitting very close. <laughs> very close. It was, it was real uncomfortable. Specifically, Roman. A Rowan. Yes. Rowan got his chair like legit right, right between his, his legs. Knee. His knee was basically his crotch. Like that's how it was. Like they're just sitting together and, and like almost nose to nose. I'm like Rowan. Can you back up? Give this man some personal space. 
Yeah, that's what I said. And then I, I'm thinking about the same thing to Daniel Bryan. How yeah. close he was to well, Daniel. Just, I feel like Daniel was playing the subs for for comedic effect a little <laughs> bit because he kept going closer and closer yeah. to Buddy Murphy getting his. If face I was Buddy, I could keep a straight him. face. I'm like, bro, we can't do this live. We can't yeah. do this live. We got to tape it. <laughs> I'm gonna start laughing any second now. Like, this isn't gonna work, guys. Yeah, but it was it was crazy, man. Just how he he went up. He he, he was saying he wanted the truth. He, he he went up to Buddy. He was nose nose on cheek, basically yep. his Daniel Bryan's nose on Buddy on Buddy Murphy's cheek, mm-hmm. telling him to tell the truth, tell everybody the truth, mm-hmm. and then he still wouldn't say anything. And that's when uh that's when Rowan got up and kind of pinned him up. Well, no, they started beating his ass, man. Yeah, yeah, throwing yeah. him around. Throwing really around. Rowan was and then, yeah, him yeah, yeah. Rowan started running around, and then you yeah. know, you hear Daniel Bryan talking in the back, like this doesn't have to be like this, this buddy. buddy. It doesn't have like, to be like this. Just I'm trying to truth. tell you, buddy. Yep. <laughs> I'm just laughing, just because it's hilarious from Daniel. Rowan's a liar, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> saying all these things as Rowan is just throwing him around. Oh man, it did. It did. He puts it. Then uh, then Rowan just props him up. Him. Yep, yep. Pins him up. And then he's like, give me a name. Like, no, like, he didn't say give me a name. Like, what's it mean? He's like, no, it wasn't. He's like, see? See? Yep. I'm like, dude, that's just, that's a, I'm like, you're a hypocrite. Yep. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> yep. He's like, anybody will say, that, will tell you anything when you get them pinned up against a wall like that. And so, but it was a perfect setup, though. He's a hypocrite, and it's a perfect setup because he's he's coercing Buddy to say whatever he wants, and he just yes. proved that anyone will say anything if you have them pinned up in that kind of situation. Yeah. So he's I feel at I Buddy, feel bad man. for Buddy too. Just man, uh, last week he's going to get Roman Reigns getting his ass whooped. Following week, getting his ass whooped, being right, trick again from like, Roman to Rowan, just just, just <laughs> pinning them up against while throwing them around the the locker room. Oh man, yeah, uh, man, that's that's rough for Buddy, but it, yeah. it was it was great on Daniel Bryan's part, man. I gotta I gotta clap for that, man, because that was that, that was, was a great heel, Daniel a, Bryan. Like he was just great. a total dick. Yeah, the <laughs> the performance there by Daniel from the time he was on the ramp, you could just tell he just looked crazed, and his the eyes, the pacing around, and he's talking to the audience like. He just looked nuts, you know, like going around saying, oh, yeah, you know, people, that's the problem with people today is because you tell a lie and then it spreads and then everyone believes the lie and that's it. And just the, the expression on his face, I'm yes. looking at him, I'm like, wow, like Daniel Bryan is invested in yes, what he's he saying is. right now. He and he's, he's committed. It with he's passion. committed. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Like he, it, it was fun to watch that. And then in the back, you know, like you said, with him getting nose to cheek to, to Buddy Murphy was just hilarious i'm just laughing the whole time yeah this how they were just both up close just (laughs) i was like wow i was like they pulled up a chair i'm like why did Rowan pull up that chair very close he sat he didn't even back up the chair he sat right there with his knee in his crotch (laughs) (laughs) what is happening right now got Daniel Bryan on the other side, nose to cheek, saying, why did you lie, buddy? Why did you lie? It's like, what? And he's not saying anything, but he's keeping quiet. Then, yeah, like you said, Rowan picked him up, you know, yeah. around, blah, blah, blah. 
Daniel Bryan yelled at him, tell us why you lied. Tell us you lied. Tell us you lied. Then it was another backstage segment with him and, oh, and, him and Roman Reigns. With Daniel oh, Bryan. yeah, that was the end. That was the yep. end of the show. Yep. yep, Daniel Bryan com- confronted Roman Reigns and told him, like, apologize. I'm going to bring you proof. Yeah, apologize. Yeah, I'm going to bring apologize. you proof. Like who? Who's the uh, the real corporate or something like that? And yeah, and so it's like, who do you think he will bring? Oh man, uh, whoever it is, it's BS, man. Like it's just, it's you them. think it's BS? It's BS. It's them. It's them. It, it's it's clearly to me, it's clear that it's Daniel Bryan and Rowan that they literally he he basically gave it up when he said. Anyone will say anything when you put him in that situation. <laughs> yeah. So he made Buddy say that he lied, even though Buddy told the truth. He just they they did that. So right there, then and there, it's telling me this is all BS. That they're gonna come out, they're gonna bring somebody up, and it'll be probably some rando person, you know, like some up and coming wrestler from some small circuit wrestling thing or whatever. And he's gonna be like, oh yeah, it was me, you know. And again, they're just gonna coerce someone else. To say that it was them, and Roman's not going to buy that, and then yeah, that's that's going to be it. Like I think next week we'll we'll get the reveal that it really was Daniel yeah. and Rowan. Possibly, possibly we'll see. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I, I I was thinking I was going outside the box on this. I was thinking, all right, who who's who we haven't seen in a while. I was thinking about that. Maybe it is a third person, but Daniel Bryan would still be you know the man behind the scenes though. He would just play it, put it on that third person. Okay. I, I I I was thinking actually Rusev. Oh my god! Yeah, that would be interesting. I feel like Rusev and Lana are kind of just done at this point too. Like they're just wanting to, you know, wait their contracts out and just leave because they, you know, things didn't seem too too great for them either. Yeah, it seemed like but, they just um, mentally checked out. But I was yeah. just trying to just think. I was just. But like, that'd be cool though. Yeah, you man. Them back that way. That'd be yeah, cool. I was just trying to use some insight. Like, all right, maybe it's just Rusev. I, I don't know. It could. Yeah. It would be cool if it is like that third person. Like so, yeah. That's that's who I was uh, thinking. Yeah, I I, th- I think it's I think it's Daniel and Rowan. I think that's what's gonna happen. I mean, it, the funny one for me was what if it was Joe? You know, because Joe came out and was adamant, right? Like it's not me. You know, I want an apology, and and Roman Reigns apologized, and then even now he's still pissed that people said, oh, it was him. Like if it, it feels like he's. He's almost too adamant about his innocence. Maybe he was that, acting like he knew a car was going to show up there or something like that. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You could be so right, man. That That's the one where I'm like, you know, that would be, that'd be hilarious if he was just so pissed and so like, just, just adamant that it was not him and he wanted that apology and he got the apology. Then to turn around and have, and you know what? I wish he would have had a face turn too if they, if they were going to do that. That he would have been a, a quote unquote face after the Sami Zayn thing and followed that up on this show so that people start to get behind Joe and are cheering Joe. And then to show that it was Joe that did it, I think that would have been great. But, you know, we'll see what they do. My my number one is, is Daniel Bryan. That is going to yeah, be Daniel yeah. Bryan. And then my number two would be the shocker for me would be Joe. Okay. Okay. All right. You're probably right, man. You, you got that. that that 3d perspective going on over there man <laughs> sometimes i feel it sometimes it's dope but you're always on so yeah i, I, I wouldn't i wouldn't even be surprised well hey we'll see we'll see what happens man that's that's my gut you know just 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 looking at it and seeing what i'm seeing so yeah man we'll see we'll see if it, if i come through this time too all right man i'm, I'm definitely paying attention <laughs> 
Awesome, awesome. You like so, the Nostradamus of the WWE sometimes. It scares me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, like we've both been watching wrestling for so long. I've said this before, you know, because that, that compliment, like I take it and I, I, I appreciate it. You know, and at the same time, too, I look at it like it, it's basically just me looking at everything that all the wrestling I've watched and all the storylines I've done. And there's a pattern to it. You know, when you start to see, you know, what choices that they're making and sometimes they're aware of the pattern too and so they throw you you know, a little bit of a curveball and this might be one of those situations but you know what it seems like to me you know based off of what i've seen is just you know is, is what i said about daniel and, or, or samoa joe i think both those situations make sense and uh yeah it's just just the the history and just watching how much wrestling that that i've watched it just is where all that comes from so you know it, it's it's to me, it's like it's it's nothing special necessarily. It's just like you know, I, I'm a fan of wrestling. I love watching wrestling, and I pay attention to the booking. And you know, it's 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 fun to predict. And yeah, you know, I'm I'm wrong also a lot too. And sometimes I go with my heart, you know, a lot. And like with uh, Johnny Gargano, you know, like I went with my heart on that one at Takeover, and that was the one I got wrong. If I would have just said, yeah, you got hey, wrong you know, a lot. You're, you're wrong very seldomly. I, I could okay, I, I, I fair, could, yeah. On this podcast, very I'll, seldomly. I'll let, you, I, I'll let you build me up. I, I'll, I'll, I try to bring it down. You know, it's kind of like, hey, no, man, I accept I'm, it. I'm bringing facts to the table, man. You always <laughs> spit fair. knowledge. Look, when we was doing our picks for NXT, you for, not even forced me. You you had me, like, switch my picks. I was like, yeah, you're right. Because I yeah. couldn't disagree with that logic you were saying, man. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Well. We'll see. Well, we'll keep track of, of my picks and see if, if that continues on, you know, because it's it's fun. It's fun to pick them and it's fun to be right, you know, and the times I'm wrong, it's it's OK, too. You know, especially if it's a pleasant surprise, you know, I'm, I'm happy about that. So we'll see. Um, yeah, definitely, man. That I think that's going to do it for SmackDown, unless you had any final thoughts before we moved on to our King in the Ring recording we're about to do. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the King of the Ring tournament. Well, we'll leave it at that. Well, I guess before we, we, we end there, just as a kind of a preview of what we're going to talk about uh, with, with King of the Ring, we did talk about the fact that it's, I don't know, the King of the Ring tournament. So we we both kind of grew up watching the King of the Ring tournament as a pay-per-view of its own, yep. right? And so, you know, in this situation, it feels like, we're we're missing something, you know, a little bit with with uh, it not being a pay per view. So just give us your general thoughts before we go into that recording. We'll talk more about this in the in the in the other one, but you know, just general thoughts on King of the Ring, like how they've built it up on SmackDown and Raw, and just your general thoughts there. Well, that was my first complaint. They didn't really build it up. Like it was on Monday Night Raw. I was like, bam, King of the Ring tournament coming back. I was like, what? Hold on, huh? <laughs> it was just I was like why not make like a big like soon as you know Raw opens you kick off like I don't know Paul Heyman Vince Man say something or even Triple H like we're going to reintroduce the King of the Ring tournament this is who we're going to have you have the bracket put up you name the superstars and then you talk about throughout the show yeah you, that's how the you do the that's how you give the right presentation now but this it was like uh, yeah King of the Ring get ready it for the King of the Ring tournament, it starts next week. Like, oh man, you know it. it I didn't like the setup for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, hundred percent. Raw and SmackDown both. It just kind of feel like it came out of nowhere. It felt like it was almost an afterthought for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, King of the Ring is happening. 
So I feel I wish they would have built it up more. I wish it was still in its own pay per view. Yeah. Um. You know, but it's here. We'll have fun with it. Have fun talking about it. So that'll be our next recording that we have coming up in about a couple minutes or so. But that's gonna do it for the SmackDown recap. Um, so for Devin, this is a feast. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.